Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. My name is Garrett. I'm the worship pastor here at Spring Hills, and today I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Erica Crowell, John Knapp, and Josh Rasmussen yesterday afternoon about week two of The Church is Essential, Pastor Brett's sermon uh, from this past Sunday. So it was a lot of fun to have them in the green room. Erica, this is her first time on the Spring Hills podcast. You know her from a few different places around campus. She's on staff here and serves in a lot of different areas. And then, of course, John Knapp, our next-gen pastor, and then Josh Rasmussen, who serves on the next-gen team and does a few different things around campus as well. So it was a great conversation. I'll get to that in just a second, but I do want to remind you, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Be checking springhills.org and our Spring Hills app for the most updated information about uh, what the church is going to be doing because information is changing day to day, and we want to make sure that you are as, as updated as possible to know what we're going to be doing on campus, whether we're going to be meeting outside, inside, when we're going to be meeting. So just check every day to make sure um, that you have the most updated information. For now, go ahead and check out this conversation uh, with the Spring Hills team and I about week two of the church is essential. All right, today we're going to be talking about church is essential week two. Uh, We have a new guest with us today. It's Erica Crowell. And um, did I say your last name right? Yes. Okay. I was really, I say Josh's <laughs> last you. name right also. He's always very happy about very that. Very happy. Uh, and then John Knopp. Uh, oh, I mean Knapp. Sorry. The Napper. So I've got, uh, yeah, Erica. He was napping prior to this podcast. That's true. <laughs> we had to wake John up in the auditorium to get him in here. I'm going to get my best thoughts today, everybody. <laughs> since, uh, since this is Erica's first time on the Spring Hills podcast, we're going to have her just give you a little bit um, of an idea of where you might know her from here on campus. So Erica, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, my name is Erica and I'm on the Spring Hills team. <laughs> it's great to have you here today. Serve on the Spring Hills team. Such, you didn't even get your line right. Such an infamous yeah. word. Don't you say serve on the Spring Hills team? I'm on. And I, I serve on the Spring. Oh, the maybe spring it's Ashley that says serve. Come on, Garrett. I've only said it a hundred times. Yeah, my bad. Times. A hundred thousand um, times. Like so yeah, you like know Erica from the Spring from Hills the news. news. Yeah, and then uh, I'm on staff here. I've been actually coming here for 11 years now. Um, but I've been on staff for three years and I am the media director. So social media, production media. Um, and right now it's a lot of editing our services and getting those online. So um, learning something new every day. It's super fun. And yeah. Yes, Erica is part of the production team that edits films, edits all the um, the videos for the services that you're seeing online. Hey, fun fact, uh, John Knapp, Erica, and I all came on staff here at Spring Hills within the same, like, two months. April 4th, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're you so emphatic about it. I only remember it because it was three days after April Fool's Day. Oh, I love April Fool's that's Day. That's a weird way to remember it, three days after April Fool's Day. Yeah. Well, did somebody prank you on that day? Is uh, that why you remember it? I do it? have some bad memories of being oh, pranked. Yeah. Okay. What's, do you prank people? <laughs> I enjoy a good prank, yes. I'm going to rein this back into the church is essential. <laughs> um, anyways, so the church is essential week two. Brett, really, uh, I, I loved this message. I think, you know what? We we probably compliment Brett too much on this podcast. I feel like every week we start, we're like, wow, Brett's amazing. <laughs> Let's not compliment great, him at all. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and I know he show. listens, so he's going to hear this. So and say, Brett's message was okay. I mean, he's decent. He's, uh, he's had better. He probably could have put a couple but, more hours in. <laughs> I wish he wore a different shirt. <laughs> 
that actually has been. Remember when he had the tag on his shirt? Oh, that for was the whole good. service. Yeah, deodorant that was sweet. on a shirt. You need to put. Too. You need to put in the description a link to the sh- to the episode. The tag, yeah, yeah. The, the shirt tag. Um, yeah, all those different. Sadly, funny that things. was only the eighteen service. So. Oh man, it would have been great if it was nine thirty. But yeah, so in all seriousness, I really did. I loved this message. Um, the theme that he talked about reconciliation talked a lot about reconciling. Um, and just kind of mentioned that everywhere we look, there's a lot of discussion about how to reconcile. Um, but yeah, let's get started just by giving maybe some general thoughts from you guys about today's message, week two of the church is essential. So either one, any one of you, you can start. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I mean, it was really good. Um, and I think it's, it's relevant right now. Um, I've seen other pastors at other churches talk about this too, kind of this theme of, of reconciliation and how essential the church is um, with everything going on right now. So I think just to see that the church is kind of coming together and we're all on the same page, um, that was a really cool thing to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, a general theme across the board, whether you're a Christian or not, is that we're in a place right now in history where reconciliation is something that we're all trying to seek. You know, he, he used the example of racial reconciliation between the peace and the pub or be, between the police and the public. Uh, maybe there's reconciliation between your family, your relationships, whatever it might be. Reconciliation is a theme right now, just in general, that a lot of people are trying to find. And he he basically said that the church is essential alone because it alone has the message of true reconciliation. And um, and he was using Second Corinthians chapter five, chapter five or seventeen as what the result of reconciliation is, and that's becoming a new person in Christ. And I think that was kind of the setup for his entire message of reconciliation that it starts with the individual and then it moves into larger impacts right and not only that but like we're like we're first reconciled to god and through that kind of how john was saying is yeah then we're reconciled to everyone everyone else whether it's a racial issue or a family issue or um just any sort of conflict you're having through christ and what he's done for us, it makes it possible to do that with others. Right. Yeah. Have any of you ever tried to reconcile with somebody like on your own power? And what I mean by that is like, I've had a conflict with people where I'm just like, I'm just going to go take care of this and didn't pray about it. Didn't, um, didn't seek any kind of, uh, advice from anybody within like my church family or anything, just went at it and just saw it just collapse hard of just like, this just doesn't work. If I'm trying to come at this on my own power and try to just give you my opinions and my my thoughts on what happened. It just seemed like the, the walls were up even higher. Anybody have experience like that or just me? For me, I, I get into a lot of conflict with my mom because we disagree on virtually everything. Um, and so it's really hard because I'm always coming back. I recognize, I recognize, you know, my frustration and impatience and things like that. And so I have to come back and it's God doing the work in me, right? He's the one who's making me aware of my sin in those situations and make me making me aware that I am being impatient. I'm not being loving. And in order to reconcile with her, I have to humble myself and apologize for my wrongs. And that's when like reconciliation can happen between us is because I'm not coming in just, you know, trying to fix the problem and revisit the conversation, but I'm just coming in and saying, Hey, I'm sorry. And you know what I said and how I said it was wrong. And um, that allows people to be open to even reconciling is that, you know, there's humility in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big part of the, the message that Brett shared was the humility part that reconciliation is one of those things that 
um, you know, you, 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 you can find yourself to be prideful a lot of your life until you come to a place where you recognize your own sin. And once you recognize your own sin, you are faced with it. And then when you're faced with it, you find yourself humbled by it. And until you come to a place where you're humble, you don't really think you need to be reconciled. Like if it's their problem, it's their problem. You know, I'm fine with where I'm at. But then you kind of look in the mirror and you kind of say, well, wait a second. I do have sin in my life. I am an imperfect person. I have made mistakes. And if those mistakes have hurt you, you know, I want to, I want to say, I'm sorry, uh, you know, please forgive me. Um, you know, I, and I think that you then approach reconciliation with your, your relationships in your own life in the same way that you have received that reconciliation from God. You know, you go to God and you say, you know, forgive me for my sins. You, you want to go to your earthly relationships and say, you know, I want to f- please forgive me for these, these wrongdoings. Yeah. Um, I, I had a good example of that a couple of weeks ago, um, as I'm kind of transitioning jobs right now, um, and moving on from my old one, I wanted to make sure, you know, that I left, um, uh, my previous job on kind of the right note, but, uh, there had been some other frustrations in the background as far as like, um, them not really wanting to let me go. Um, and I'm the kind of person, like I have a hard time saying no and, uh, want to try to like help people out. Like, cause we've been in a tight spot being short staffed and, um, gosh, I just had like a lot of frustration built up and I just kind of snapped and went off on, on my boss. Um, but Hey, like I, I cannot work here anymore. Like I have bigger things I need to move on to. And this is about me taking my next step as a person. Um, yeah. And, and I'm not one to try to burn a bridge with people. Um, especially an employer. Cause I think that could come back around to help you out later on or, or hurt you depending on how it goes. Um, yeah, I just kind of snapped and, and went off on my boss and then ended up, I had to give it like a week or so. And I guess like what you were saying earlier, Gary, like I didn't really pray about it. Like I didn't really consult anybody else about it. I just kind of reacted more off of emotion, I think. And yeah, I had to give it a week or so and then ended up reaching back out to him and we talked it out and, and we're good now. Um, but I think it was that humility, like being humbled by God and recognizing like, okay, like, I am not a perfect person. Like I'm going to mess up. I'm going to struggle on a daily basis. Um, God has forgiven me. Like I've been reconciled. So I need to try to make that happen in my own life with other people. Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen it through over and over with myself. Cause I react, I react very strongly. Um, and I think that's just kind of in the culture today, like everything going on, like I do have my opinions. I don't, I don't get too vocal about my opinions, partly because I know that my reactions are, um, yeah, my reactions are going to be I don't know. They're going to be harsh. And mm-hmm. so I, I try to take a step back and I was telling Caitlin earlier today, just like the way that I go about just being in some kind of like disagreement or conflict is I have to remember to, cause I'm, I can be a talkative person. I can bulldoze a conversation. And if you are bulldozing conversation, no one's going to listen to anything that you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of sometimes, even if I don't intend to, that's how it comes off that I'm doing that. And it just seems like I'm looking everywhere right now. And it's just the conversations are I mean, they're less of conversations and more of just like, there's just, there's so much pressure everywhere to give your opinion about something and to have this opinion and that opinion. And it's like, it's really kind of a, a crazy situation right now where I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. And we, I mean, us as a staff, we're on campus a lot. So we're talking about our opinions a lot. So like we share what we're thinking between people that we are around a lot that we're close to. Um, but I try to, I try to really take a step back and just pray about everything that I'm feeling. And ultimately what I keep coming back to is, is, is just, you know what? The only 
the only truth that really matters is, is God's word. And, mm-hmm. and I just want to keep meditating on that. And so when I'm feeling all of this, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it, I don't want to call it anger, but like feeling like this tension, I'm like, I just want to take a step back and go meditate on God's word and then pray about how I am supposed to interact with people that are, I know there's people suffering. There's people that are, that are having a hard time. There's people that are angry. There's people that are, there's so many things going on right now. And so trying to just take a step back and pray, God, help me, um, help me to have the right conversations with these people, even the people I disagree with or the people that I feel hurt by. Um, it's just, it's not easy to do, but, um, yeah, always taking a step back and, and being, being, um, open to what God has for me first and then try to approach it with God's wisdom and guidance. Yeah. I had kind of a similar, I I can totally relate to that and had a situation earlier today, actually, um, where like, you know, I've been trying to stay off social media just because I feel the same way. It's hard to like, kind of hold back, like, like this tension or like not wanting to like, I'm not usually one to argue with people on social media. And I think it's hard to have like a bulletproof argument with anybody if it's rooted in opinion, because somebody's always going to find a way to come back at you. Um, and it's just a waste of time. Like I saw a comment today on Facebook and I was like, gosh, like I really just do not agree with this. And I spent like a half hour typing up a response and I was like, do I really want to do this right now? Like, it's just a waste of time. Like, do I really want to like, go down this rabbit hole and just had to take a step back and pray and be like, okay, God, like the answer is most likely no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I just, I a long time ago just decided I'm not going to ever respond to mm-hmm. stuff on there because it's just like, there's no win. Yeah. There's no win. Yeah. And yeah. like with Brett's message today, it was just like such a good reminder that first and foremost, we're ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. So right. we need right. to be preaching that message before we're preaching any other message. Yep. That yeah, I think he said it's not, message. it's not my job to give you my opinion. No, mm-hmm. and it's people my job interested to give you God's opinion. Yeah. yeah, God's truth, right? Yeah, being ambassadors for Christ. That's the big thing with me is just like no matter, I mean, I've had conversations with people, um, people within the church and people within the band, and we don't all agree. Surprise, surprise. We don't all <laughs> agree on everything. Wow, we're created different? Yes, isn't that amazing? <laughs> But we've had conversations where, um, I mean, here in the green room, had conversations with a few people that it's like, we kind of fundamentally disagree on some things, but in no way does it hinder like our friendship, mm-hmm. our um, ability to serve God together, because we all have the one, the, the one shared um, belief that it is God's word that's the, that's the truth. And that yeah. it's, this is what we're here to do is to be ambassadors for Christ. We're not mm-hmm. here to be like, hey, this is what my opinion is on this policy and and this is what I think about this. And these are the people I am angry at. And if we start doing that, then it's like, we're just going to cause tension between the team. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and then it's like, how are we going to serve God together if we're all just angry at each other because yeah. we disagree with each other on all of our opinions? Well, and it's like Pastor Rhett said too, like it's, it dilutes the message that God has given us to share. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it about you, not yeah. about God. Yeah, the more you start, I mean, regardless of if you're even your opinion that Josh, you were going to typing out for a half hour, even yeah. if it was like grounded in biblical Crazy. truth, <laughs> even if it's like this is this is a great response, the fact that you're responding in that way could really just put up a wall with the person uh, that yeah, you're talking exactly. to, and they're exactly. just not going to listen to it. Versus mm-hmm. if you were to actually run into that person one day, be like, "Hey, could we talk about this real quick?" And like face to face, you've got your your facial expressions, your tone. That's, I mean, I, I forget who said it the right. other day, but they're mm-hmm. like. All of, all of our conversations right now, it's just clicks and comments. Like, oh, that's yeah. why it's like we've forgotten how to have good conversations. Everyone's a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so 
Brett also spent a little bit of time talking about Christianity is not a religion. Um, the vine and the branch, that's where he went with it. The vine and the branch, the branch attached to the vine bears fruit from the life uh, that's in the vine. If anyone's in Christ, you begin to bear fruit from the life of Christ. Uh, and then he says Christianity is not a religion because religion doesn't help people. That'd be like the branch being in the vineyard just close to the vine and expecting it to bear fruit. You can't just tape it to the vine. It has to have a vital connection to the vine um, to, to bear fruit and to have life. Um, it's another great reminder just to be grounded in Christ, be connected with Christ, a vital connection to Christ, not just a, um, I'm going to show up to church. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be in a small group. If you're just doing all of those things to have, um, that kind of connection to Christ where you're the vine, that's just, I mean, you're the branch that's just laying near the vine. It's not going to, it's not going to bear the fruit, um, that you're intended to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the scripture that he uses second Corinthians five seventeen. actually one of my favorite Bible verses, you know, if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And that is the result of your reconciliation. If anybody's in Christ, if you've come to God in humility and you've confessed your sin and you have acknowledged Jesus as Lord and savior, then you are now in Christ. A, a, a heavenly transaction has occurred where your sin has been exchanged for Jesus' righteousness, and you are now clothed in his righteousness, and as a result, you now are a new person, new heart, new life. And that's really kind of the idea of the vine and the branch, that if anyone's in Christ, they are, they are brand new. Everything in them is new, that you bear fruit from your life now with Christ, not from your old life, not from your own self, and that life comes from the vine. You know, Jesus, he himself said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. You know, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do no thing. And, you know, at this point in history right now, if you want to do anything significant with your life, you need to realize that apart from Christ, you can do no thing of significance, especially for the glory of God, especially for the kingdom. And so, um, you know, we, we, we need not to reinvent, recreate, or reestablish anything that has currently been created we need to simply go back to this idea that we are a new creation founded in Christ and that all of our life flows from what we've received from God and his grace and in his mercy. Yeah. And I think being connected to, that's really good, John. Um, I oh, think, well, thank you so job. much. Good job, John. <laughs> I appreciate um, the affirmation. Yeah. Each time someone talks, we need to make sure, good job, John. Yeah. You should have like a little button that gives you a point. <laughs> Ooh, like around the horn. <laughs> yeah. Sports. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think being connected to the vine as a branch too, like, like you cannot be broken away from that. Like if you are in Christ, like you, you, you're in Christ for good. And I think even on the days that we aren't feeling it in our faith, or if there's seasons in our lives when, um, you know, like we're just not walking in our faith, like we should, or, or like we even want to, um, I think it's just a good reminder that we can walk in freedom every day being connected to the vine as a, as a branch. Um, yeah. yeah. Good thought, Josh. Thanks. Point for you. Kind of lost it there at the end, but yeah. Half a um, point. So Brett moved on through, uh, second Corinthians five, um, into, let's see, he got down to, let's see, verse. That's like 21 almost, right? He went, yeah. I think he went 17 through 21, then jumped to verse or chapter six too. Um, so all this from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That, that is in Christ, God was reconciled. That is in Christ. God was reconciling to the world to himself, 
not counting their trespasses against them and trusting to us the message of reconciliation yeah. and trusting us to the message of reconciliation. And what's, I mean, that's a great um, reminder just of what we're here to do. It's not the message of, Hey, here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what you yeah. should believe also, Yeah, mm-hmm. because this is what I believe. Um, it's, it's the, we're entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made us, uh, he made him to be uh, sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, these are, uh, John, I see why these are some of your favorite verses, right? Well, and it, and it's so important that you understand that all of this has to come after verse 17. Right. Yeah. None of this can happen. You cannot be an ambassador. There is no ministry of reconciliation in your life until you yourself have experienced Mm -hmm. this reconciliation. John's getting worked up, guys. You know, it's just this idea, you know, here that you cannot, you cannot give away, you cannot preach about, you cannot share an experience of something that you have not experienced in and of yourself. And so, you know, we we cannot be ambassadors for Christ. We cannot share this ministry of reconciliation until it has hit home in our own hearts and we ourselves have been transformed into this new creation. Because only then are we able to tell others about this goodness that comes only through a relationship with Jesus. And that is what, what, what uh, he was saying. God in Christ, that is the message of reconciliation to us. You know, uh, he, he made his dwelling among us. And the idea that, that he is not counting your sin against you. That, that everything that we've done in our life, you know, maybe you're here listening to this message or listening to this podcast and you can recount all of your mishaps, all of your wrongdoings, everything that you think, you know, would, would cause you to not become an ambassador that would keep you from being an ambassador for Christ. You know, Jesus died for all of those sins and he wants you to experience the grace that, that I've experienced. And I would want for you to experience that as well so that you can also be an ambassador of reconciliation to the world that you live in. Well, and look, at if you're talking about, if you're looking at your own past and being like, how can I be an ambassador to Christ because of this? Look at who we talked about over the last few weeks, Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, we, uh, Paul and David, right? The two, uh, how did you put it a couple weeks ago? Notorious. Notoriously bad people, bad, right? Very bad. Like, you think you're bad. <laughs> These dudes were horrible, like on another level. Murderers, adulterers, liars, cheaters, it was just horrible people. Yeah, if you ever feel like you are um, that you've gone too far and you're not good enough for, for to be reconciled to God, go check out these guys. Go check out Paul <laughs> and David, and and then re uh, reevaluate. You look like you had a thought. Well, I was just well. A on that note of like how bad they were, you can't out sin the love of God. So yeah. God, Jesus. I'd on, give you a point for that I know, one. I was just thinking. <laughs> do, 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 do. It wasn't me who said it first. I heard it one time. Okay, I can't take credit. But Jesus, you know, he lived a perfect life and he came to earth and he is 100% God and 100% man. And so um, in that, he was able to take on your sins and my sins and all the sins of humanity. And what's so great about Christianity and, you know, not to be confused with Catholicism or any other religion that sounds like Christianity is that in Christianity, um, Jesus did it. Jesus did it all. And all you have to do is confess your sins and have a relationship with him in order to be forgiven and have that reconciliation. Whereas, you know, all these other religions, they tell you, um, Jesus and be good enough and, you know, do more things or give more money or whatever it is. But 
Christ paid it all for us. So we didn't have to do anything. And that just shows you how much God loves us. And, um, yeah, just how much grace we've been given, um, because we don't deserve it. And, you know, if you look at the Bible, you look at Paul, you look at David, these crazy people who did these horrendous things, they're forgiven too. So yeah, you're talking about this idea of Jesus plus, you know, like, like how to be saved is you first come to Jesus plus you do these good works or plus you show up to church or plus you read your Bible. Yeah. It's the false gospel, but reconciliation is not about what you do, Mm -hmm. um, or what you can change. It's It's about, exactly. It's about what God has done through Jesus so that we can become a new creation, so that we can be ambassadors yeah. of this reconciliation. And all the glory goes to him. He did yep. it, not us. Nope. Yep. I think uh, I think John and Erica could maybe give uh, the message for week three. What Let's do, do it. Think? Let's get Put up me there. me coach. <laughs> yep, as long as I'm please not don't. asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Erica, please don't. Please don't. You don't um, preaching. <laughs> chapter six uh, starts off working together with him then. We appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain, for he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you, and in a day of salvation, I've helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I'm glad Brett, uh, I mean, I think that we saw today too when Brett, uh, I think it was the Nine thirty. One of the one of the services this morning, eight fifteen, when he got up and he got a mini sermon. He, yeah, he spoke for like another ten minutes, fifteen minutes, that. and he's it was a, like he's a preacher through and through. He, you could tell he was just itching to just Small be up there. Little group of yeah. people like, hey guys, I got a message for you. You right? ready for this? You ready for this? And he start. You know, I'm he, I'm glad he got into to chapter six here. Um, working together with him, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. It's a good reminder as well. Um, just to, I, I, we were singing the song today, uh, good grace. And, um, you know, that we kind we've kind of not, I don't want to say made fun of it, but we've kind of joked about just the, the line, clean hands, uh, clean hands. Oh man, I forgot the line now. Pure hearts. <laughs> yeah. Clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. And like, there's the video of Hillsong singing it and he almost does like hand motions with it. Um, oh, and it's like, so we've version. kind of like, it's really just him worshiping, but it's because of the way he does it that we kind of started to kind of like poke fun at it a little bit. And it just seemed like, I don't know. And it made me remember today when we were, um, you know, Gerilyn and I being on the stage and it was a really, I was really not looking forward to that. So if you guys, if you didn't attend one of the watch parties today, what we did was we had the actual online service playing, but Gerilyn and myself were on the stage, no mics, no instruments. And we were just worshiping. And the whole idea is just to make sure that everybody that was here saw that what we're doing here is not just watching the video, but we're here to worship together. And so we had um, the video of the band playing on the screens and the music going, and Gerilyn and I were on the stage just worshiping, which is not a super comfortable situation. Like, it's a little Garrett, awkward. What do you do with your hands when you don't have a guitar? It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. Well, and, and, and not a microphone. Like, yeah. it's one thing to not have a guitar and just be holding a mic. You, now, play, you play air guitar. That's what you do. <laughs> no, did I do that today? Was no. I playing? Oh, gosh. No, I'm not. Air oh, I hope not. That accusation. Air I, just, I hope not. What I would have done. But it really was cool because it was kind of like that idea of um, the heart of worship, the, the Matt Redman song years ago, where it's just when the music fades, and all I'm stripped away. Back it's that old song, heart. right? Yep. And I kind of felt song. that way Sorry, today everyone. because it's like, take the mics away, take the guitar away. And here I am just standing on the stage, which is very rare for me in this room because normally I'm part of the band. So it's all I'm, about you. And that's what it was. Do- I was, fo- <laughs> I'm going to try to talk now, John. All um, about you. <laughs> but no, it just Jesus. helped me focus so much on the lyrics of the songs that we were oh. singing 
because I'm just sitting there up on the stage kind of feeling uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what? No, my job right now is just to be worshiping. So that's what mm. I'm going to do. And I started thinking this song, Good Grace, where it's just over and over, we're singing Good Grace, Good God. And I'm like, man, how often do I not show grace to other people mm-hmm. when I've just, here I am, this notoriously bad person myself. And God just over and over again has shown me grace. Mm. And now, it, I, this said, you know, verse one here, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, I'm not a super like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one that's gonna be up on the stage, start to cry during worship. But I really did feel like this was genuinely mm. a good worship experience because it, I was out of my comfort zone, and I'm really focused on these words. And at one point, I even looked down, and John was like right in front of me. <laughs> Which made it a little more uncomfortable, but then I'm seeing John worshiping, and like here we are looking around the room, and I'm seeing the staff, and I'm seeing people sitting by themselves throughout the room, and they're genuinely just worshiping, and it's not this big production, it's not like a, I don't know, it's just, it was a very good feeling just to be like, we don't, the church, what did Brett say, the church is, how has he been saying it? The church has never been closed? Yeah. yeah. Is that mm-hmm. how he's been saying yeah. it? And that's really just what I was feeling today. Sorry, I ranted for a minute. Yeah. yeah. No, that was good. Point. Points, points for me? <laughs> Ding! <laughs> I don't know, you know, kind of coming back to this idea, the the message of you know, the church is essential, you know, you know, from going back to week one, it talked about spiritual blindness, not seeing the church as being essential because they've been blinded. You know, I think that it's so important that the church is sharing the word of God. You know, it's not sharing Pastor Brett's opinions. We talked about that already, but in as we, I don't know if we're getting close to the end here, but the idea that, that he landed on was that the church is here so that other people could be reconciled to right. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the point of the whole thing is not just to be reconciled to God and then like, quote unquote, finish the race. You know, you're yeah. done. Nope, you're just beginning. But you're just beginning. <laughs> you're, and and now, you, now you restart as an ambassador to help others reach that point in their life so that they can understand it, experience it, and then be ambassadors themselves. And so it starts with the individual And then it moves to then you having this outward focus towards how you can then be an ambassador for Christ in, in the world and in the circles that God has placed you. And so, um, it's a, it's a wonderful picture in my mind. The ambassador does not speak for himself. You know, Mm -hmm. he speaks for a greater message that has been given to him or her. And so, uh, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, anybody who's in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You now have a message of reconciliation that you can bring to the world. Um, and you can impact the world in in some amazing ways. And so, you know, if if you're here uh, listening and you've never been reconciled to God, that's what Brett would want the point of this message to be for you is to, to come to a point where you are reconciled to God. First, it starts there. And then from there, we, we do, we do more and more work for the glory of God. The most important message you'll ever share. And at the end of the day and at the end of people's lives, they're not going to remember your opinion. They're going to remember when you shared the gospel with them and they came to Christ. That's what matters. That's what's going to make an eternal difference in, in their life. Brett has shared numerous times, like the band that was on campus when he first was his whole story of how he became a Christian. And, um, which by the way, if you have not heard Brett's story, there is, um, you know, a few episodes back around, um, right before or right after Easter, there's an episode on the podcast. That's, uh, an interview with Brett that I did and it's him sharing his story. And it's really great. If you don't know his story, you can get to know him, especially if you're new to the church and you don't know Brett very well, go check that out. Um, it's just a one-on-one interview with him where he shares his testimony and a little bit about himself. But my point is Brett remembers, um, the people in his life that were 
were leading him to Christ. But if you look back over his life, I'm, he probably doesn't remember the people that have come up to him and just shared a strong opinion with him. And mm-hmm. it's like that's what stuck out to him is like the people that led him to Christ, that were ambassadors for Christ, that helped Brett become reconciled to God. Yeah, That's what he remembers. Same thing with me, that the people throughout my life, the people I've had disagreements with, it's like I don't remember what opinion somebody came up to me and was like, I have this opinion about this. But I do remember the people that have, that have helped shape me into into yeah. who I am and helped me reconcile to God so I can, um, you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get confusing here, so I'll just stop <laughs> rambling. But my point is just the yeah. what we're remembering is the people that have shaped us. Yeah, and I think to your point, John, about like how we can have an impact right now through reconciliation, um, I can't remember if I mentioned this on a previous podcast or not, but Paul talks about this in Timothy how we're to fan into flame the gift of God. Like mm-hmm. each of us have been given gifts in our own ways. And I think one of the best ways we can make an impact on people during this time is instead of sharing our opinions and like going off on people on social media, it's use the gifts that you have, like your God-given gifts, whether it's um, encouraging people, praying for people, maybe you're gifted financially and you can help support people financially, like whatever it may be, there's ways that we can use our gifts to impact people during this time. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. I've also today, I was, I was also kind of uh, reminded of Philemon, um, uh, the, just the, the rest, the restoration and reconciliation that happens within that, that story. And, um, it's really, it's really short too. If you want to read a, read a good book in the Bible, Philemon is a very short book and it's <laughs> go throughout uh, your day saying, I read a whole book of the whole Bible, book today. of the Bible. You could do it and you could do it pretty fairly quickly. Yeah, you can. Um, it's really cool. You see it from three different perspectives. You see it from the perspective of, uh, of Paul and then, um, Philemon and then Onesimus, I believe, right. Mm-hmm. Um, is yeah. the, is the guy's name. But, uh, one of the things in that, that it kept reminding me of is, you know, the, the, the forgiven people are forgiving people and being, mm-hmm unforgiving is unbelief in the power of the gospel. So, um, being reconciled to each other, being, uh, reconciling a conflict or whatever. A lot of that for me has become with, you know what, the first thing I need to do is I need to forgive the person that I'm having this conversation with. Mm. Um, and that starts with the fact that God's forgiven me. And if I'm not willing to forgive this person, I'm not believing in the power of the gospel. Yeah. Jesus has some pretty strong words too. If you're not willing to forgive (laughs) other people, your father in heaven will not forgive you, you know? Um, is the idea mic drop, (laughs) you know, I mean, Jesus is just straight up like, how, how do you receive that? It's like the parable of the, uh, the, um, the, the worker who, who's given, who's, who's, uh, forgiven a huge debt and And goes out and and then doesn't turn that mercy to, to the one next to him. But the one thing that I wanted to make sure I said before, um, I go to final thoughts have is that, um, you know, he, that pastor Brett said that, um, that it's essential that people hear this, the, the, the message of reconciliation, because life's problems are not going to be solved by this world. You know, oftentimes you'll hear him say politicians, laws, regulations, education, all these things continually are, are a pursuit of the human heart to try and be the tool that fixes the stuff. But the only thing that can truly fix the problem is whatever can fix the heart and nothing in this world can fix the heart. Um, we got to look out to that, and that's in Christ. And Christ fixes the heart, and as He fixes the heart, then He transforms the body, the mind, the spirit. And as that happens, then we're able to make an impact. And so, I just really appreciate Him t- talking about that specific because yeah. it's essential. It's essential that people hear that. 
Um, <laughs> is this is this final thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So, um, one thing I heard recently that really helped change my perspective is kind of the idea that you know everybody's doing the best they can based on what they know, whether um, people who are responding to things on social media or in the news or whatever. It's like everybody or, or the people that are out riding. It's like everybody's doing the best that they can with what they know and what they've experienced in life. And I think that perspective can allow you to have grace and extend that grace towards people, um, especially like when you're ready to fire back at somebody or like get in an argument or whatever it may be. Um, and it's a humbling thought too, because it's like, you know, we've been reconciled through Christ. And I think that allows us to look at other people and use the gifts that we've been given to try to make an impact on them rather than condemning them, um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Good points for you, Josh. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to say, I think it's really evident that the world is blind Mm. and that people who haven't had their eyes open to Christ are blind. And, um, you know, Satan is using the world's blindness and he's using things that are sensitive and can so easily divide us to do exactly that, to divide us. And um, he wants to distract us from the real message, which is God's truth. And that, um, you know, God wants us to be reconciled to him. And so I think that it's important to recognize that this goes so much deeper than what people are just, you know, thinking and feeling about any sort of conflict or division, but it goes deeper into um, Satan wanting to distract us and keep us from talking about what's really important. And at the end of the day, that is that, um, you know, we're all sinners and Christ died for us and paid that price for us so we can have a relationship with God. And so um, just if you're feeling discouraged, uh, know that um, God is sovereign and he already knows the situation in the world. He already knows everything that's going on deeper than what we see. And um, just keep preaching truth and just keep sharing his love with people because that's what's ultimately going to change hearts and really reconcile people to God and reconcile people to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, all of you for being here. I appreciate it. That was the church is essential week too. So Pastor Brett's going to, I believe he's concluding uh, the series next weekend with week three, um, unless John and Erica jump in there and add in a uh, a third or a fourth Actually, part to this. Actually, it's a picture this. week next week, or, so I don't yeah. think we're yes. available. Or let's just later. get up after the message like he did this weekend. Oh, yeah, just give a sermon message. afterwards. <laughs> um, I'll five to I'll seven just, like, hold the sign in the background. Yes, go there Pastor you go. Brett. Go Pastor <laughs> Brett. Uh, but if you, just like Pastor Brett said today, um, if you are uh, able to check out Pastor Brett's, I think he he calls them briefings, um, live <laughs> briefings at noon each day. Up to date. But yep. that is that is the most up to date information. Things are changing every day as far as how we're doing things here. Whether we're um, going to continue the watch parties, we're going to or have services, um, and the next steps of what we're going to be doing. Um, so you can check Pastor Brett's briefings out on Facebook every day at twelve. He does those. Uh, and you can find out the most up-to-date information. Also, you can download the uh, the free Spring Hills app, and you can find information there on where you can be streaming the services, uh, at least for the time being, while we're still um, putting them online the way that we are. And also, uh, don't forget, Adventure Week's ne- next week. If your kids... Are we, we still doing sign-ups? Are there sign-ups? Do we I know? I on Monday. Sign-ups end tomorrow. 
um, which you, it'll be today when you hear this. So uh, signups are done right. today. So, uh, but you can also <laughs> go uh, online. Yeah, go slash Adventure Week now. Now, quick. <laughs> um, there will be. Uh, I'm going to bring in the Next Gen team uh, this week and and interview them a little bit about Adventure Week. So you can hear more about it and hear what the church has been up to. It's been a lot of work, but a lot of fun, and it's going to be great. So, uh, thanks all for listening, and we will catch you next time.